If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, Aid. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's getting colder. Fall is here. Wait, is today the first day of fall or was that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Ah, yeah, it's here. I like fall. Not a fan. Not a fan. Here for the heat, always. I I like it. My clothes are better. I feel like my fall clothes are better than my summer clothes, and I think that's why I like fall. I like (laughs) a good cardigan. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, we try to pretend like summer was still there. We went into the pool. We did. Hold it all. <laughs> For context, guys, um, the pool where Aid lives is was still open or extended, and you know we try to pretend like, you know, summer wasn't over. Try to get in. It was cold as all hell, but I like the water, so it was nice. It was still nice. Tane went into the water. She's like, "It's cold." I'm like, "Buck up!" And then <laughs> when I got in, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so cold." <laughs> I'm so glad you came over and took me to my pool because I had not really been to my pool. I love it when people come over and make me use the pool that, you know, I pay a lot of money for. Uh, yeah, it was nice. But yeah, it's been a good week. Um, you know, can't complain. We got, you know, the episode energy matched. How good the week was because what in the hell did we watch this week, Aid? I cannot. I almost brought a glass of wine to discuss this, but wine makes me tired and sleepy, and I don't want to, you know, forget my words and stuff. So I decided against it. But what the hell? I just loved this episode. <laughs> trash all around, but trash makes the best TV. 
<laughs> They're, I say it before, I say it again. This is an entertaining bunch. Surely it is. They come out of left field with stuff. I was not expecting this episode. But <laughs> it happened. I did want to tell the people that I finally watched that Harry and Meghan movie. And it was terrible, as I expected it to be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's um, exactly where your expectations should have been. <laughs> it's like, I think there was a plot, but it just seems like a series of vignettes from what they've heard from interviews and stuff and tabloids. So it's like, they just string some stuff together and make a movie. Yeah, they didn't write a <laughs> script. They just got Us Weekly, <laughs> National Enquirer. What did they say there? Put that in <laughs> And I hate to denigrate people like that, but the acting is atrocious. Especially the side characters. The main characters, I mean, they tried. But, oh my, like the, 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 what's her name? What's that lady's name? Oh, Kate and Will. Oh, those two. (laughs) That's awful. But you know what? Lifetime got me. They do. They do. I would watch it. Even just to say it was terrible. I mean, good for them. The next big thing I'm looking forward to is the Janet um, documentary. I would not say I'm looking forward to it, but in this episode, they showed previews for Ali Raisman's Darkness to Light documentary about sexual abuse and assault. Um, And I'm going to watch it because, you know, uh, I love gymnastics. And unfortunately, uh, as a gymnastics fan, I've really been educated about so many different things. Uh, around sexual assault and sexual abuse because I'm a gymnastics fan of all things. So, of course, I will watch Ali's documentary to learn even more. Uh, I wish I could watch it. I'm on a timeout of all things bringing me down. I just don't have the emotional capacity. I've even dropped some TV shows just because they just make me sad. And I watched the, you you might remember the title, the, was it Netflix or ESPN that had a documentary on the whole Dr. Nasa thing? Oh, yeah. Ugh. That I watched just, all of them. HBO had one. Netflix had one. Yes, it was HBO, I believe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But that got me so down. And so self-care, I just, I can't. It is hard. I mean, they testified last week. And it. I mean, I'm true, true fans, you know, from the beginning of all of them. Um, even the ones that I feel like the public hasn't heard about. And I'm like. It's it's actually very difficult to be a fan of a sport when this thing is, like, so endemic. But then you realize it's not gymnastics. It's all sports. It's the Catholic Church. It's anywhere where people have authority over children, they abuse it. And I don't know what that says about people or society or whatever, but it's really hard. And I totally respect you just being like, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Okay. That was heavy. But we're going we're gonna to get ourselves back to our show back on track what is going on on the socials well what is going on on the socials Amani, who's a fellow virgo was reminiscing about her party i don't think i mentioned it her birthday was sometime last week and she turned 31 and woody got her friends together and had a little get together when all she asked for was tacos and margaritas so woody still wins husband of the year like i'm here for his consistency go on woody um clara and virginia are living their best lives they're hanging out together going to ball games and i'm hoping that they're healing well and they're happy chris is uh yeah chris had a screenshot that said like oh i can't date nobody ugly my family and friend not gonna long as you happy me 
So basically, like his family and friends are not going to be like, we support you and all that kind of stuff. So someone in the comment was like, what a shallow comment to make. And Chris just went off and is like, come follow me. People like to make things complicated. They, you know, you can solve the problem. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you post stupidity and someone called it stupid. What were you expecting? <laughs> um, Sonia from the Miami season just uh, mentioned that her mom was in the hospital, that she just got a call that she was there. Um, I think she's doing better now. It's sad because she can't visit her, I'm guessing, due to COVID. She didn't say what it was, but one of the hashtags had, okay, let me make sure I say this right, diverticulitis. Which is something to do with the stomach or something like that. So, hope she's doing better. I don't think I saw an update and stuff. Um, AJ, <laughs> I've always side-eyed him. And Aid said I should fool side-eye him, not just a side, like a fool eye him. But AJ is that guy, and he said he's the person he hates inconsiderate parkers. Like, people who park their cars, like, you know, double park and take a lane and all that good stuff. He has... And bought these things on Amazon that are like stickers that you can put on people's cars because you're annoyed with them. And he has like this long thing. But I just took out what it said at the end where it said, I wish you early transmission failure. May the fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. I just, how much energy do you <laughs> devote to someone <laughs> who you do not know because you're pissed off at how they park? Like, I... <sighs> And is he, there someone who lives in Key West who can let us know if there's something particularly egregious about the Parkers of Key West or AJ is just that crazy? <laughs> I think AJ is crazy because I think there's <laughs> Parkers everywhere. But I'm like, what are you getting so upset? He even linked where he got it from on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, God. But, you know, there's a market for everything. And finally, I speak again of Virginia, who I personally think needs to be off social media but unfortunately, she's very active on Instagram, at least. Um, following our talk, I mean, last week on Patreon, we talked about her, her disastrous lunch with Eric and how we went left and how she was going on about it and going off on her ex-mother-in-law. So she put a post saying how to, how to spot narcissistic abuse. And then she addressed someone where she said that Someone said that, oh, she was beautiful before she had work done. Then she responds by saying that there's a whole Reddit thread about all the work that she's had done on her face, that the only thing she got done was she got her lips done. Now, I will say this, Aid. I didn't bring this up because I'm like, I'm not trying to shame anybody or call anybody, but I noticed that her lips were like the Kylie Jenner type lips last week. And I was like, am I blind or <laughs> did something happen? But I just, you know, let it slide and stuff. So... She says, everything else is the after effect of not working 45 plus hours, filming 40 to 60 hours, that during filming, her face was always swollen and, you know, broken out. But now that she doesn't have to do those things, she looks better. And now everyone thinks that she did had work done. My only comment is get off social media. Just go heal in the silence. I mean, there was, I read the Reddit thread of a new... It's amazing how people these days, and it is not just married at first sight. It's actually something that's all over Reddit that's very annoying. So, like, the 90 Day Fiance people cannot stop talking about Darcy and Stacey and their plastic surgery. 
they can't stop talking about Larissa and her plastic surgery. If you watch these shows, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's just a very annoying topic. And they basically did the same thing to Virginia, where they go through and they're like, oh, she probably had this done. She probably had that done. As if these people are experts. And then we find out, yeah, she just did her lips. I don't even know how anyone would think she got anything done. The only thing that looked different were her lips. (laughs) But that's just me, though. People have time on Reddit. People really have time. No, I mean, when I say people, I also mean myself. Um, (laughs) Not that I would participate in that type of discussion. But I agree with you. She's not the only one, though. Chris needs to get off social media. She needs to get off social media. You haven't even mentioned Jake and how he does all these, like, lives and stuff with no shirt on. Like, he has not put a shirt on in, like, three months or something. There are certain MAPS characters that I do not... It's like they don't exist. I don't even mind mentioning them. Jake is one of them. Keith is one of them. Iris is one of them. Like, I just skip. Like, my (laughs) brain doesn't even register because I don't know what what on earth they're doing. But, yeah. Oh, finally, I think Eric. Eric mentioned something. He just said the high road might be lonely and frustrating and unfair. But always choose it because you won't regret it. So, uh, clearly, they're subbing each other, and good luck to them. And that's all I have on social media. But you just spoke of Reddit. Did you find anything interesting this week on Reddit? This week, we had another guest in the form of an ex of Ryan's. And she had this whole story about how they dated. She didn't actually have much to say about the time that they dated. And then she had an extended monologue about something that happened when they were done dating at a bar with a drink and throwing and a physical altercation. I just thought she sounded a little bit like a drama queen. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Based on her own story, I was just like, okay. Um, And then we had Zach ran into someone at the airport who posted on Reddit. And she said... She said some things about how he was so nice and da 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 da. But the main thing she said that caught my eye was that the there was another alt blow up or reaction from Michaela that Zach wasn't even present for. It was with the other girls, and that was part. He knew about it though, and that was part of the reason why he called. You know, has called her reactionary or whatever. It's not just the one storming out moving out thing it's this other thing which kind of makes sense because it does seem like they're referring to something that we didn't see does that take it tracks i mean it tracks it and i have two feelings about it like it seems like something was missed because remember that first group who knows what the timing was she just seems really withdrawn but also it just makes me annoyed like stop hiding stuff from us people it also begs the question where the camera's there. Because I also feel like if the cameras were there, either we'll see it later or they would have shown it to us before. But if it's something that happened off camera, then of course they're going to act like it never happened. Oh. Although they're being a little bit better with that this season, I think. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but anyway, that was what was going on on the Reddit. Mm-mm-mm. Honestly, I think we should just dive into the episode. We've spoken... A little bit about what the hell did we watch, but what the hell did we watch, Aid? We watched Brett and Ryan. Um, <laughs> start with we start with them in a kitchen. He's cooking. She says that the, the smell of the food woke her up. He made her a smoothie. She takes a sip and says it tastes like health. I'm very anti smoothie. Very anti smoothie. You are? I don't like smoothies. I haven't. I mean, I have not eaten a smoothie probably ever in my life. 
Uh, I just look at blended up fruit or whatever, and I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, this is new information to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was drinking it out of a wine glass, which I thought was funny. (laughs) So this episode, everybody got a visit from Dr. Viviana. I really liked her dress. Um, (laughs) She was gorgeous. She wore the same dress for everybody's visit. (laughs) I don't know if she visited them all in one day or now we know they have tricks up their sleeve. Maybe she just wore it for each visit over a couple days. Brett is so excited to see Dr. Viviana. It was almost a little strange. She was fangirling. It, it was, I was like, have things been that bad that you really need her to come in and talk to you guys? Or just, it was, I, I just have never seen someone so excited to see an expert. I just thought she was a fan. Okay. <laughs> and then like, very abruptly, the first question is like, What's going on with your affection? And editing, I think. I think so too. But it just the way they did it was very like, <laughs> like straight in. <laughs> um, Brett says that he's the most affectionate guy that she's been with, and he agrees that he's very affectionate, which was odd considering everything else they're about to say. But Dr. <laughs> Viviana asks if they've seen each other naked, and they both like literally laugh, like, God forbid. <laughs> and dr viviana is like both of you are pretty sexual people which i guess is something they learned during the matchmaking um if you're getting along and you like one another and then dr viviana asks if he likes her (laughs) and he says yes and he says some very nice things about her very unenthusiastically and very like disingenuously not, not to be confused by his regular setting, his regular <laughs> factory settings, like even worse. <laughs> He's like, she's really nice. She's a cool girl. I mean, I feel like I'm saying it too much. Like he didn't even say it with that. And Dr. Viviana asks if Brett is further along than Ryan. And they all three mutually agree amongst themselves that Brett is further along in her like than Ryan is. And he says that he's hit a spot and he's stuck at the spot. And he says that she's picked up on it. (laughs) That was awful. And Dr. Viviana says, why have you struggled to share it with her? Like, instead of her picking up on it, why haven't you just said it? And he just says that he's waiting for the feeling of yes, 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 yes. And he's waiting for sexual attraction and butterflies. He wants to be speechless. He wants his breath taken away. Don't don't get me started. Aid. I'm about to ask why people in their thirties have the stupid fantasies and and stuff. But you know, when he said, "I'm sure you've picked up on that," I just really thought he was a douche. Like the way he laid it out, it was just like a big ouch. Like she's a human being. Ah, uh, and then I, I, I'm. I always come back to I just don't know what you're supposed to do if you're not into the person who they matched you with. I don't see him doing much of anything wrong. He's not doing anything right either. He's just stuck in the in-between, but um, I, I guess I'm saying I don't think this should have been the first place she heard it. Because she seemed genuinely surprised. So I don't know like why is she that surprised I guess. Is he doing something else? He says he doesn't want to lead her on but if he he's stuck and he's feeling all these things 
he's saying, I'm sure you've picked up on that. Why is this the first time she's hearing it? That's what I thought was kind of like, ah, not cool. So, um, she starts crying. Very sad. And Dr. Viviana asks her, like, why? And she says, you know, I've heard this a lot in previous relationships. You know, a, a thing of, you're so great, but always with a but. You're great, but. You're amazing, but. Um, it's too familiar to her, and she wanted this to not be that. And he gets a little bit defensive. He's like, I haven't said a negative thing about you, which I feel like I understand where he's coming from in the sense that he, I think he's, if he's hurting her feelings, I don't think it's on purpose. Yeah. And she says, if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. And Dr. Viviana wants to, you know, talk to them and wants to help them. And she also says, if you have a wall up, things won't get off the ground. And then she gives them the option of talking, uh, I guess, individually or together. Ryan decides that he wants to talk to Dr. Viviana alone. And Brett walks out and Ryan says he feels like he's making it worse. And he repeats this thing about how she's just high stress and he finds himself having to be even more calm. And for those of us watching at home, we're just like, we just don't see it. (laughs) If it is there, they need to show it to us because it's very confusing to have him say this over and over again. And we just don't see it. Yeah. He goes into this whole thing about his butterflies and the feeling of wanting to take her up against the wall and da 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 And Dr. Viviana is like, yeah, that's not real life. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is where I really had a lot of respect for Dr. Viviana as a, like, therapist. Because I was just like, what exactly do you say to someone (laughs) who says that? What is the reasonable response to that nonsense? Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's Hollywood. (laughs) I think I laughed. He did say The Notebook is his favorite movie, so, you know. You know, thank you for remembering that, because I forget. (laughs) She she said, that only happens on birthdays, vacations. And she told him, (laughs) if you're waiting on that, you'll probably end up single. (laughs) And that's how they ended their Dr. Viviana, like, discussion on a very low note. We didn't even see what she said to Brett. So, (laughs) Brett meets up with Michaela. Um, And Brett tells Michaela that since Dr. Viviana came to talk, Ryan has gone to his house, which is, I I cannot, that part I will judge you for. What what is at home? What what do these people have? (laughs) What are they running from? Peace and serenity, aid. It's a sanctuary. Brett tells Michaela, there is nothing that Ryan has done that makes he feel makes her feel like he likes her or is into her because he's not. Um, and that's like an honesty that I can respect in some ways. Mm-hmm. Michaela says for her and Zach that after Dr. Viviana's visit, it spiraled and she doesn't know what to do. So, but we'll get into that when we get to them. Brett says that if they were dating and you say you don't like me, I'm wasting my time. Goodbye. Like, you can do that here too. <laughs> you can and get in an annulment. You don't even have to do a divorce because it's like what three weeks. 
I just, this show puts so much pressure on people to stick out things that they should not be sticking out. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, next we see of them, Brett is cooking the Married at First Sight special. <laughs> Salmon. But this time it's with green beans, though, not asparagus. Not asparagus. And we see Ryan come in with his dog. She's very excited to see his dog. She says she has a lot of different feelings. She feels rejected. And it's hard to see the optimistic side to it. And it's hard to be vulnerable if you don't feel the same from the other person. She says she talked to Michaela. He says he hasn't talked to Zach. And he talks about his reset, how beneficial his reset is. And it made him reflect to take the nights to see how he feels. So she asks how he feels and he says he feels better and says they have a lot to talk about. Um, he says he felt shut down and defeated and now he's more open, but he was completely shut down. And then there's the whole conversation. I don't really want to get into it because it wasn't that interesting because this is Brett and Ryan. Um, it sounded <laughs> like he's like, okay, I'm here ready to like half-ass try this again. And there was no consideration about, like, does she want to stick around? It's like he's, it's, it's like he presented himself as a gift. Like, here I am, ready to do this. And <laughs> did you even ask her, like, do you want to stick around? Does he care? No. Then they go to tantric sex. Because what is a season <laughs> without, without tantric sex? I like. Last year, I felt that Ryan and Clara were good candidates for tantric yoga or tantric sex or whatever the hell they did. These two are not good candidates, in my opinion. No, they are not. And as someone pointed out on Twitter, it has never worked. (laughs) Never. Never. (laughs) Though I will say this for the tantric whatever. There is a story in Unfiltered on our Patreon (laughs) where we cover Unfiltered. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. So our our tantric instructors are named Brad and Kim. And they have been teaching tantra for 20-something years. Ryan just looks like a man who wants to run. Run right now. (laughs) Um, So they do this stuff. Hold on. You know, there's... um, there's some lying down and they do sound and the woman makes some sound that like Brett is like, no, Lord, I'm not. There's a lot of laughing. Then they do touch. Then we get some like, I call it some colonizer appropriator music. Uh, what is that? <laughs> We're watching four white people do something Eastern. <laughs> And then they throw in some music that's supposed to make us think that there is some connection to wherever this originated from. (laughs) That's funny, eight. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I call it some colonizer appropriator music. (laughs) (laughs) So they do the thing and they compliment each other and they like stare at each other's eyes. And he told her he likes her eyes and that she's a good person. Oh, sorry. She likes his beard. I'm laughing because he really does reach for those compliments and they're so not appropriate for your wife. Um, maybe your boss's retirement dinner. They have that vibe to them. 
We once again get a reminder that she hasn't had sex in two years. Uh, And they talk about wanting it to happen. She says she wants to be his best friend and wants to trust him to communicate. She craves emotional connection and vulnerability. And uh, that's kind of it for the Tantra. I don't suppose you have a thought on them. Can you spare one? I do, actually. Surprise. Shocker. (laughs) But it might be about me, so I don't even know if it's about them. No, but I do. I think that, um, I think the moment where Brett say crying i actually didn't i i don't get emotional with maths a lot but i actually felt for her at that moment when she was crying like because i mean it was relatable content that was my dating life before i got married it was like oh you're such a cool you're the homie but you know so i felt for her like when you put all your hope in this and you're just hoping you have a husband and then he's telling you i'm not sure so that i don't know i just it it felt really sad for her and it was just knowing that there's no hope. I don't know why, how Dr. Viviana mustered hope saying like, you guys can still make it work because everyone knows and maybe herself too, that it's done. The other thing is really random because, um, when Brett and Michaela are together, I thought that there was a booger in Michaela's nose. This and has I been see- a hot topic on Reddit. It has. Yes. Oh, I'm not crazy because people have noticed that there's something in her nose. It's oh. not a booger because it's there permanently. Yeah. Some people think it's like the bottom of a piercing or something. I didn't understand even the things that people thought it was. I was like, oh, oh that, that not is me. what I was about to say. I was like, I don't know if she has a piercing, but there's nothing on top because it does look like the bottom of a piercing. So I just settled for it's a mole in her nose because it was all in her scenes. And I was like, oh, nobody told her to take it out. And then I saw it again and I was like, okay, there's no booger that stays for three days or a week or whatever. So. I was just like, how come this is the first time I'm noticing this? But yeah. Okay, good. It's always good to get validation from Reddit. Um, (laughs) And and while they were speaking, when Michaela just alluded to whatever happened with her and Zach, I'm like, uh, Brett is a better person than me. She never asked Michaela, oh, so what happened? Because Michaela was very vague. So I don't know if it was editing or she just didn't ask. I don't know which it was. But yeah, it was just a weird... I don't know. I don't like their clubhouse meetups. Let me just put that. Because the one last week was Merla and Rachel. And yeah. Brett and Mikhail. It's just random and it doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah. So, I guess it wasn't about them. But, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's kind of an odd pairing, too. But I don't think Michaela's close to anybody. So, I guess it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. She doesn't vibe with anyone. So, well, speaking of Michaela, let us move on over to Michaela and Zach. You know, production has an interesting choice to start with Zach working out. And um, it wasn't gratuitous because he had his shirt on or anything, but it was a very interesting shot. First of all, we had rap music. Someone's rapping overhead. We have three split screens of Zach doing three different workouts. It's in slow motion. (laughs) And I'm like, what? You know, what was the end goal? What was the vision for this? But okay. It was these are also the times where I'm just like, these people need filler. <laughs> Why in the hell am I watching this man work out? And then not even, like you said, gratuitous filler. With his shirt? Anyway. <laughs> I think the slow motion took me out. Because I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but also, it was at a gym called Baby Bull Boxing. So, I'm guessing the name was just for the alliteration. Because, yeah. So, Jerron comes in. What a good friend. He's been the only friend that's been filming with Zach. <laughs> 
he is he is i put down duran is a real one because a real that is a friend who will show up to film with you over and over again and they talk about the same thing over and over over and over so zach tells him that you know a lot has happened i'm like lord can we ever start an episode where zach and michaela haven't had their own episode but zach tells him that you know they had planned to have a movie night and he went to his apartment to go get his Apple TV so they could watch the movie that she wanted. But then when he got to his apartment, he decided that it was late and he called her to say that, oh, can we have a rain check? Aid. No lie, that would piss me off. It was complete nonsense. That would piss me off. Did you not know how long it would take for you to get to your apartment? If you didn't want to spend the night at her at the apartment, just say that. Don't do this nonsense. I mean, I've said it before, I can, when we do in context, just the argument between Michaela and Zach, I can see his point, but I got to tell you, Zach is suspect. I don't know what he's hiding. I don't know what it is, but there's something suspect about him. So this means also that he wanted to spend the night at his house, including um, what you just told us about Ryan spending the night at his house. This is the third maths man that has gone to his house this season. To show you the caliber of men that they have this season. <laughs> Tane says there's a direct correlation between the quality of the man and the leaving to go home. Yes. I said I it. I know I they can go home together because Jose and Rachel did it. Go go home. Just go home to, like together. <laughs> but not like you decide to go pick something up. Someone's waiting for you. You ah, it's late. I'm just going to crash. Are you? Nonsense. Nah, bro. To watch the movie, like he said, he went to go get the Apple TV to watch the movie that she wanted to watch. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Like, I don't care how tired you are. Get you some Red Bull, get in the car and start driving. Anyways, he continues that, you know, even though she was upset in the moment, she handled it well. And she called him back and told him that, you know, she was really looking forward to the movie night and it hurt her that he did it. He said they talked it through. And he explained his reasons why. And, you know, this is exactly what he wanted. He tells us that, you know, they're doing well. Michaela's showing effort and he's happy. Never seen a bolder lie in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But we're playing along. So Dr. Viviana comes in and, you know, she tells him that she's glad that they're doing better. And she asks where they are tonight. As in where they are in their relationship tonight. And something she does with all the couples, which I think is a direct uh, response to all the criticism for the experts not being around enough, is, oh, I'm privy to a lot, you know, and I'm just here for your trust and intimacy. She says this in different variations as she visits them to make it known and make it clear to the audience that we do talk to them a lot. So, um, Michaela tells... Dr. Viviana that her trust level is at 50%. Again, Zach, never to let anything go, interjects with his favorite word. Hold up, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up, it's at 50%? And she goes, yeah. And then he's like, oh, because of last night, again, the movie incident? And she goes, yes. She says there's been a few times that he said he was going to do something, and then it didn't happen. And it feels that it happens a lot, and it feels like being blown off. Zach is like, oh, that's interesting. And then he tells Dr. Viviana that he doesn't think they're good at understanding each other at all. Viviana asks Zach, where is your trust level? Zach says it depends on what you mean by trust. Zach, answer the question. 
<laughs> because if Michaela tells him something that she's doing that he believes her, but she has done things that he doesn't like and he doesn't trust her not to blow up, that every situation they they have experienced has permanently. And Doctor Viv is like, wait, what? Permanent? And then, um, I feel like. I, I I don't know. This is that using that word. I feel is just him just being out. But anyways, Michaela says that that's the unfair stuff that she's talking about. That he does something, she can move on and move past it. But for him, he just holds on to the stuff. Zach mentions that she has a right to be upset that he left in the morning, which is another incident again that we didn't even know that happened without saying bye. But his issue is the way she handles issues and it's the knee-jerk reaction that has scarred him. What is with the dramatic words? Also, how do you live a house, even if it's your roommate? Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't say bye to your roommate. I don't think they were referring back to the original argument where he left with the damn dog. Oh, that makes sense. And at that point, I was just like, I'm tired of hearing about this. You guys have not started, like... Oh, yeah. Why would they go all the way back to that? They moved on for... Ugh. Oh, no. they. Uh, Michaela's moved on, maybe. Zach has not moved Zach. on. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So Dr. Viviana says that um, him saying scars shows a lack of commitment. Um, What do you think about that? Um, I think... <laughs> I wrote at this point. Oh, Zach is done too. He's just not as good as hiding it as Brett is. <laughs> That's what I think of that. Yeah, okay. of that word. Okay. The whole time he's talking, I'm just like, he's really scars and whatever. I'm like, you really are done. Yeah, big words. But Michaela says she's sincerely apologetic for the things that she's done and she doesn't want to scar him because he's a great man. She says that a lot. I know. It's very weird. Is that a lot? It's almost like she's grateful. And I've always said, you should never just be grateful that someone has chosen to be with you. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, I guess he didn't choose. He chose for him. But yeah. But she wonders if it's a relationship that they should even have. So I want to sidebar for a second. As Michaela is talking with Dr. Vienna, because Zach is getting all frustrated and she's being calm, she reminded me of a great character in reality TV. The I'm not going to make you guess, but it is Kenya Moore. <laughs> Kenya motherfucking Moore. And I'll tell you why. She does something, maybe instigates something. Someone makes their point, but they're not as articulate as she is because Michaela is articulate. I think she's disingenuous. Like, like I said, the pageant answers and she's keeping her calm and frustrating the other person, which makes them even more not articulate. So you sound like an idiot, and then you sit there like, well, I am the victim. And wow. there were very strong notes of that as they sat on the couch with Dr. Viviana. So I felt his frustration, even though I think he's suspect. But yeah. Wow. Is that a good wow? <laughs> I just never put that together. I, I, my mind is blown a little bit. My mind is blown. Because you said, wow. I, <laughs> I do will say this, though. I just don't think Michaela could ever be as strategic as Kenya Moore. I mean, never. No one can be strategic. But she had strong tones of Miss Kenya Moore. Because I was irritated myself. 
because she just seemed like she was a big like I said sorry I said this like it's not fair I'm just and then he was not helping the situation because he has a good point but it's not coming out right at all so it is what it is (laughs) but anyways Zach says that he's not saying the way she handles stuff is right or wrong or the way he handles stuff is right or wrong there's just a difference Dr. Viviana is like, what is the difference? And this is where we go down a path of discussion that confused the hell out of me. And I had to rewind because (laughs) Zach gets frustrated and Michaela gets defensive. I'm like, what are we even arguing about? I have no, like, I, these conversations are like suffering sometimes because (laughs) what are you on about? Because he's frustrated. He just starts babbling. At least we can get a B analogy. But it's like... And then I wonder, is Zach one of those people who expresses himself better with, like, writing or something like that? Um, I mean, he's the renaissance man. <laughs> this verbal communication is so bad. It yeah. is indecipherable. Yeah. It is. I feel like, I mean, we'll get there. I feel like I understood what he was saying, but I, we'll see if you agree with me or not. Or he says, um, so when Dr. Viviana asked him, what is the difference? He has this frustrated laugh. Like, are you not listening to me, woman? I said the way <laughs> we handle situations. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Michaela's like, you keep bringing it up like we haven't gone through canceling and I haven't messed up since. And then Zach is all aggy. He raises his voice and saying like, you know, that's the only issue he has with her. Then she asks him, have I had any knee-jerk reactions since? Zach then switches up and is like, they're not mess-ups to me. There have been no mess-ups. And then Dr. Viviana was like, okay, now I have to give you a side-eye. I mean, she didn't say side-eye. She said skeptical look, but same difference. And then Zach says he has never said she made a mistake, but she has done an action that he does not like. I'm like, come on, Zach. Now you're just complicating things. Then he doesn't say it's wrong. And Dr. Viviana is like, well, I can say it. Michaela said, I can say it. I did something wrong. Why can't you say it? And then he says, which is where I think his point was, it's not an action or reaction. It's a fundamental character trait that you have. So this is where I said, poor baby is a terrible communicator. But I think I understood what he was trying to say. He's trying to say she can't grow and she can't whatever because it's innate in her. It's like just <laughs> second nature to her. She thinks she can grow. But quite frankly, <laughs> it's all to me, it was very, very annoying. And I, I it was annoying because either you want to give her a second chance to yeah. show you that she can do better. Mm-hmm. I agree with Zach. I don't really think she could do better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what you are currently doing is nonsense. If you want to be done, just say you're done. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you say you want this bad or you want to fight for this, then just give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, if you're so sure she's not going to change, let her make herself look stupid and show that she's not going to change. But don't make that choice and then say, no, it's not. Say, okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let you be. And then prove that it's a fundamental character trait heard fundamental so many times i'm like oh my god but um my favorite part was where he said you are a knee-jerk reaction and i was like what but yes yes he did (laughs) that was funny (laughs) because yes but um dr vivina says he thinks 
no, Dr. Vivian, Dr. Vivian pissed me off with this because she's like, um, okay, I don't think what you're trying to say is that. Like, you know, her feelings and her past experiences have led her to do that sort of thing. But what she's noticing is that he doesn't want to label her as wrong or bad. I'm like, why would he? Like, I, I didn't get that part at all of what she was trying to say. I didn't think it was deep and I didn't understand what she was saying. But, um... Dr. Viviana says that he doesn't want to say that because he cares about her and he doesn't want her to feel badly about herself. And, you know, I'm just as frustrated as Zach because I'm like, duh, like, I I don't, what are you trying to, what point are you trying to make? Who wants to make anyone feel badly about themselves? Like you said, when you're not feeling someone, where, where do you go from there? (laughs) You're just stuck. So... Dr. Viviana says that she doesn't think he meant scarred. And <laughs> because scars don't go away, yes, they do. We buy your oil. But that I he can't just. stand these extended metaphors. They're terrible, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> they're terrible. Also, I don't like when people tell people what they feel or don't feel. Because I think he was pretty clear on what he meant. But she says, because scars don't go away. That what you mean is that you've lost trust because trust can be built back. And Zach puts his head down like, oh, my God, I meant that what I not- said. Scars. Ain't nobody trying to build no trust. <laughs> I'm scarred, woman. <laughs> that is not what I said, lady. That is not what I said. So, I don't think uh, Dr. Viviana put her best self here. And all the while, I will say, I was just thinking about what Pastor Cal would have said in this situation. I don't know. So Bella actually looked really good in this conversation. Oh yeah, she did. She she got ready for Dr. Viviana. Got her hair her braids all like in the goddess style thing. But she did though. He says that, you know, it's just that right now he thinks that this cannot go away and there's nothing I can do about that. I did not ask for this. I'm like, ouch. She's still there, Zach. But <laughs> Michaela tells Dr. Viviana that hearing this does not make her feel secure in her marriage and she feels beaten down. She asks how she's not supposed to internalize this. You know, she's learning and she thinks that, you know, he thinks that this is who she is and will always be. And I was like, where's the lie? But Dr. Viviana asks him if he has been perfect. He says, no. And ask him, why do you expect her to be perfect? She tells them to both give each other more cushion, to have boundaries, and allow your partner to figure out where they stand. And that's where intimacy grows. And if it doesn't work out, then they know they tried. I find it very interesting that she never asked them about sex, which they have had. And they were the first to have. And that might have been fun to talk about. But that didn't happen. And the Um, people were curious. The people were curious. Yeah. And it's like, was it just that one time, you know, when he came back from COVID, did it happen? Or did you just stop? I mean, clearly they're not having sex at all. They're barely in the same house. But, you know, you know, she said something interesting. She said, I would love to hear that they're keeping, that you guys are keeping up with the struggle together. Do you want to hear relationship and struggle in the same sentence? Is that code word for struggle in this apartment together instead of going home? (laughs) I don't think it was code. She's just like, your relationship is struggle right now, but stay there together and figure it out. Oh, and she said, if you need anything, make sure you call or FaceTime. So this is the code word for 
they're seen to let them know that they're in contact with the experts. And then she leaves, and I knew something was going down because we never see after they leave. They just abruptly end it, and that's it. But she hugs them, says goodbye, and he walks to the dining table, and he cusses. But then again, Zach cusses a lot. And Michaela follows him and asks, oh, how are you feeling? And Zach is saying, like, you know, I don't know what he has, what he's done to get them to this process. And he keeps wondering what she meant by she's beat down. How did he do that? And, you know, we've mentioned before, Zach is obsessed with being a nice guy. And that is what is bothering him, how he's coming across. Not this damn relationship. That's done. (laughs) (laughs) That's done. It's just, you know, why would you say something like that? He was he just focused on that beaten down word and that was just nagging at him. So she tells him, like, it's because you basically imply that I can never grow. And then Zach bursts into tears and says that he wanted this so bad and he doesn't know what he can do. He's just being himself. He's not trying to beat anyone down. I got to tell you guys, I'm actually surprised it took 10 episodes to see Zach cry. I thought he was going to be the crier of the season. But I actually think Johnny hasn't beat. Man. And his entire diatribe at that dining room table was me, 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 me. <laughs> Which is how you can tell that he's really done with her. Yeah. He was such a baby. Because it wasn't even about that. He wasn't mourning the relationship. That's just the funny part. <laughs> he was mourning how you're making me feel like I did. But anyways, she's trying to comfort him. And he like pulls away and is like, stop. And I feel horrible. And she's like, okay, what if I tell you that I'm not hurt? He's like, you don't get it. It's not about you. It never works. We're two different people. And you don't know how I feel about this. I'm so heartbroken. I can't keep talking about this. It's killing me. It's killing me. It's literally killing me. It's killing me. You don't get it. It's killing me. I'm like, oh my God, is this a breakdown? Should this be on air? Should we be watching this? It was too much. It, I mean, it was it was very reminiscent of um, Virginia last year, where you're just like you're watching someone yeah. have an emotional breakdown in real time. Yeah. And then he proceeds to just as saying, "I can't, I can't, I just can't, I can't," and he walks out. And at this point, Michaela's crying. I don't even blame her. It was so bad that we see the masked up camera person. As she too walks away, as sad music plays. You know shit is real when we see the camera person. You know. (laughs) Henry and Christina, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, if anyone was in doubt, man, this was it. They're done. I don't care what clips they show us. They're done. So, anyway. I gotta tell you that. I don't understand Zach saying, I want this so bad but also not fighting hard. Like, I don't, again, these people in their 30s who think that marriage comes ready-made, that's not how it works. You gotta add water to the mix and make it into something. They, and I say they because he's not the only one, very, very wrapped up in himself. So much. And I think he kind of came into the marriage a little bit like this. Like, I want to be married. I want to do that. Like, I'm not doubting that Michaela is probably cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But at this point, I'm like, so are you. Um, Yeah. It was bizarre. It was very bizarre. I I, I do think their city plays a part in it. Houston, 
a city that favors the men. I mean, in general, like a lot of cities do favor the men, but I think it extra favors the men when it comes to dating. And I think these men are just spoiled. They don't know how to date. They just know how to swipe and then move on. And then when you add all the other like baggage that everyone always comes with, it just adds an extra layer on top of it because that's the only explanation as to why. Because if you notice the one thread, everything they've all said is, oh, this is on house dinner, I'll walk away. Like, no one is saying, like, you know, I'm here to work hard except the women. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a metaphor for life. So, Zach and Michaela uh, buy a pool, and I thought it was, like, the pool for the apartment, and it was empty. But Zach um, explains and tells us that it's his family friend's house, and he's telling her that he knows that she likes to swim, and they didn't get to do that in their honeymoon, so he wanted her to experience it. They get into the pool and Michaela Dougie paddles and they're <laughs> laughing and Zach says it's cute. And, you know, Zach tells us that he didn't expect to hit this many roadblocks this early, but he's willing to fight for his marriage. Again, just seconds ago he wasn't, but now he is. But she tells us that she sees similar qualities between Zach and her dad and he is a good person and she likes his openness. Her plan is to take it one day at a time, whatever the future looks like. They get out and do their questions. They, um, yes, every couple is going to get questions, but it's in different variations. Their variation is that they actually wrote out their own questions and they're going to ask the other person, but they're going to be blindfolded so they don't see their facial reaction. They're so far two for two and not doing their activities at their actual house, <laughs> which everybody else seems to do. Maybe that's just bad juju, ma'am. Maybe. They'll probably stop fighting. <laughs> that's true the other one was at the place the outdoor patio place but um she said she's gonna keep fighting because if she takes a step back he may follow her lead so zach blindfolds her and asks the questions i'm sorry for she goes my knee-jerk reactions not being able to express myself sooner rather than later that she would change the amount of time that it takes him what would she change about him she would change the amount of time it takes him to let go of stuff and what does she miss? And she misses the happy person that he was and hopes he can get back to 100%. Um, what is the thing that you need the most from me? And she says, understanding, understanding where I'm coming from in disagreements and making sure that we are on the same page. But Zach says, I can tell that you're working on that. So I appreciate that. And then she asks him, do you like me for me? And he said, yes, I do like you for you. And he was like, do you doubt that? How can he ask that question with a straight <laughs> face? Like, that blew my mind. <laughs> How the hell is she supposed to know? You've told her that she's a fundamentally flawed human being that would never change. <laughs> and he can't deal with that. And you doubt if she, you like her? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what you think. And he goes, you knew I liked you in the beginning. I'm telling you right now that I do like you. And, you know, they switched over. All the questions were pretty standard. And then he, she says, do you see our future together? Zach, my man, he's like, right now, I can't see it. It is doubtful, but I'm holding out hope. What an answer. Like, hope what? Hope what? I hate it when we get to this point. I really do. It's like Where, a stalemate. Yeah, just go home. Yeah, just call it. So, 
Yeah, Michaela says that, you know, she sees a future, but he's not sure. And this is a helpless state for her. And that's all we have for them. It was pretty lengthy, but, you know, there was a lot going on with them. So, I felt like they were wasting my time. (gasps) That whole pool date, I was like, y'all done. Zach is done. I was not really, like, maybe I'm just a mean person, but I'm just like... All this drama and crying, and oh, I didn't want to. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm just shocked that like we've seen Michaela cry and Zach cry and Zach cry again. It's a lot of emotion for someone that you don't like. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, if you at least saw a light at the end of the t- tunnel, maybe. But when you know, like, you've yeah, I'm done. Then what? What is this all for? So. Yeah. All right. And we will be right back. And we're back. We are going to talk about Bao and Johnny. Before I go into that, shout out to the listener who noticed that we hope we've finally gotten our ad placements right. (laughs) It took us a while. But I think we're there. And hopefully this is not the week where it messes up. But yes, we're there. And thank you for noticing. Appreciate you. <laughs> that was one of the best comments we've ever gotten. Simply because it was like, someone noticed that we upped our game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Johnny and Bao. These were one of the couples. They did not start with Dr. Viviana. But they went straight to the trust and intimacy questions. So the first question um, was, what is your biggest insecurity about yourself and why? Bao says, you know, she feels like she needs to be able to do it all. And if she can't, she feels like she's not good enough. And that's not healthy. Once again, I give props to all these people. I cannot imagine myself being on national TV telling the whole world my biggest insecurity. Couldn't be me. Mm-hmm. Johnny says that his is not living a purposeful life and he feels like he's lived a safe life and mass was the biggest risk and it has proven to be worth it. Way to sneak in one there, Johnny boy. Um, the next question was, what's the biggest event that has made you feel embarrassed or shame? Bao says she grew up poor and when she was dropped off by the bus after school, she would walk past her house. It was like a little trailer and Johnny asked her if she didn't have any neighbors that were her friends that she could confide in, which I thought was a weird question, but I think it was producer-induced. Did you think that? I wasn't sure. I actually thought it was a good question. You think so? Yeah, I think it's about, like, talking hmm. and, like, trying to understand where someone's coming from. And I, I thought his tone was not bad at all, too. I thought he was just saying, he was just asking a question. Like, you're telling me something... Let me ask you questions so that I can understand even more. Yeah. I think it was the specificity of neighbors. He didn't say, did you have any friends or relatives? He was like, didn't you have any neighbors? But I guess it makes sense. That's true. So, um, Bao says that, you know, they were her friends at first, but that that was another thing. Her dad was not in a good place and he had a reputation. So the friend's moms didn't feel like her dad was a good influence on the friend's dads since he was the local drunk and that made her feel embarrassed. Johnny tells us that he likes the fact that she's willing to share these things with him and put herself out there. And it feels like they're building trust and he feels that that's what love is. He wants to be that person for her, that rock and, you know, in a relationship. 
let me see if I can articulate what I'm trying to say. I appreciate him appreciating her, but something about it rubbed me the wrong way of why you're appreciating her when she's telling you about her low point. Does that make any sense? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not to me. I mean, okay, does it make sense? Kind of. But to me, you appreciate someone being vulnerable with you. Okay. If someone okay. tells you about the worst parts of their life, they're very young, like, young life also. Like, I just feel like that's a form of intimacy. It It is a form of intimacy. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm probably being harsh on him because I feel like Johnny doesn't take the time to appreciate Bao at all levels. When she's giddy, that's an issue. When she's childlike, that's an issue. But when it's something that it's not necessarily then, oh, I'm going to, like, I wish it was, like, an even kill, but maybe I'm being too harsh on him. But that's why I meant, like, it might not make sense, but there's just something about it that was, like, hmm. But um, she asked him, you know, to give her a hug in bow fashion, which is a.k.a. the giddy, and I was worried a bit, like, oh, my God, is he going to think this is childlike? But, you know, he gave her a hug, and it was fine. So Dr. Viviana comes and she's like, I feel like I want to know everything, but I kind of know because we are kept in the loop. Again, that was their version. (laughs) So she tells them that she has been so impressed with how they've been handling it all and have they put each other through tests. I don't even think that's healthy to test your partner, but Johnny's like, yeah, I feel like I put you through some and they just went through one now because... Um, they were supposed to make the bed and, you know, instead of, he ended up making it himself because she gave him instructions while she put on her makeup. He says he likes doing stuff together, like when they cooked. And Bao says he told her that later when they were cooking that as she was putting the salmon in the oven, he was checking her out and she had no idea. I'm like, Johnny's just a horn dog, so. But did you uh, see, man, they were making salmon. What'd you say? Oh. They were making salmon. <laughs> I mean, of course, what were they going to make? Well, the other option is steak. I think that's the second MAPS food, official food. So Bao says she's not good at reading signals when it comes to romance and says things didn't get spicy till they got the love questions and it got intense. So Dr. Viviana says, oh, you said intense. Like, you know, what does that mean? And she's just like, flat out, we had sex. And then she said it was intense again. And then Dr. Viviana asked Johnny, like, you said you enjoy vanilla sex. Was it vanilla sex? And Johnny's like, yeah. I'm like, y'all, I was not expecting that. And like, it, it's not that big of a deal. But I tell you that I winded my eyes and I dropped my jaw. Because it was <laughs> at the same time the record scratch music came on and Bao was not happy <laughs> about that. I wasn't expecting him to say that. Um, Bao says, you know, there's room for more variety, but you know, they're just starting. So the first few times it's just the moment. I think Johnny's interjecting also, and it's all lust and he's not even thinking about anything, but just, you know, getting in there. And Dr. Viviana is like, okay, so it's been more than once. Bao says, maybe they're both red. It's all awkward. And Bao just asks, you know, in the future, she'd like for it to be either every day or every other day. That would be nice. And Johnny says, no objections there. So, I mean, I don't think Dr. Vivian did much with them. She just came here to hear them talk and ask them about sex. They got the sex talk, which is interesting. Because I don't necessarily think they have the trust and intimacy. Do you think? No. And it's also interesting that... Um... 
crap because you just said the sex talk. Not everybody got the sex talk. Yeah, I think she... Which is weird because like you always say, she is a sex therapist. Well, they added trust and intimacy to her. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I'm, I have a gut feeling that they probably just edited a lot of things out. So where they thought it was relevant. So they get an intimacy basket. And Bao tells us that she feels physically and emotionally connected to Johnny. So they're briefly in costumes where Bao is dressed like a nurse and he like a doctor. And then they change and then Bao is blindfolded. They do some intimacy exercises with a dice that tells them what to do. Johnny blows on her neck. Another one says to lick him on the floor. And then she licks his his belly button. And then I think Johnny cheats at some point and switches everything, takes her to the bedroom. She's still blindfolded. And then she straddles, and then he straddles her, teases her. We see it flipped, and she's straddling him. He's grabbing butt. I'm like, come through, lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? But okay. And you know, things seem to end well for them. But again, you know, guys, pogo stick, as Aid will say. These are the ups. The downs are coming. I was telling someone I'd run out of ways. Like, I was very annoyed that the theme of this season is roller coaster for everybody. It's up and it's down and it's up and it's down. <laughs> and they were like, peaks and valleys. <laughs> we're giving me all these, like, alternatives to roller coaster. <laughs> peaks and valleys is better than pogo stick. All right. We're going to switch that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Next, we're on to Mirla and Gil. I feel like they made me pretty happy this episode. So they start off, they're in bed, she's online shopping. This is cut from a previous episode. This is the second time they've shown this. Where she's in bed shopping and he's making comments or something about her shopping. Mm -hmm. And they just don't want us to forget ever that this shopping is a huge thing for Gil. (laughs) So Dr. Pepper... Is that not there physically, but she pops up on the screen to talk about questions and blah, 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 blah. So they do the questions like everybody else. One of the questions was, over the last five years, how have you changed? Marilla says she's become more understanding and more patient. And Gil is just in awe that she was less patient than this. (laughs) So then uh, that was actually the only question we saw them answer until they sat down with Dr. Viviana. Before they sit down with Dr. Riviana, Gil says to Dr. Riviana that Mirla is really nervous. And I thought it was so sweet. Um, I thought it was like a little protective. Like, oh, she's really nervous before we do this. <laughs> They're cute anyways. I mean. They, they, had a, they are very cute. So Dr. Riviana asked where they are. The level of emotional intimacy between the two of them. Marilyn says she's a seven. She feels good, but there's more to know. Gil says there's, Gil says they're an eight, that they've grown a lot in a very short period. It's a very married at first sight phrase. Then they talk about physical intimacy. Marilyn says the same for her, but she takes it slow. Gil would say lower. She says she feels comfortable and is enjoying. He says five. It's in the middle. It could be better. He wishes more. I'm sorry. Eight. When she said seven, you didn't burst out laughing? Like me? No, I know Marla. <laughs> she's told us every week she's fine. <laughs> I was like, Marla's a troll. She's just here to piss everybody off. Like, okay, let's see what you're going to do with this. 
I laughed so hard. She's a mountain, not a troll. She's <laughs> immovable. <laughs> Wind, rain, snow. She's Mirla. Um, <laughs> Dr. Vivian asked about kissing. They confirmed they still haven't. Gil says that kiss on the cheek, kiss on the forehead. He asked her for a kiss once and she said no. <laughs> I saw a tweet that was said something about how forehead kisses are the most intimate types of kisses. And that that's what I thought of when I took Gil in the forehead. I'm like, Gil, but don't you know that the forehead kiss is one of the most intimate kisses? <laughs> he says, I don't want that shit. Um, <laughs> Gil says now when he leaves the house, he just says bye and leaves like he's not going to try. He says repeated attempts are going to make him think she's not into him and that will push him away. So when she's ready, he's not going to be into it anymore. And so that's why he's not trying. Um, and I think it was Dr. Viviana who asked if kissing and sex is the same thing for her. And she's like, yep, yep. I think Gil said that. Okay. Yeah. But she's that her answer was yes. And she says, I'm not kissing random stranger. <laughs> Poor Gil is just like, I'm I'm not a random stranger. And she reiterates for the thousandth times that she likes to take her time, emotionally, physically, mentally. It, she says in an interview that in a previous relationship she was cheated on. Ah. So, yes. so trust is difficult. And he asks if they've connected on other levels, and she thinks they're connecting on other levels. I mean, why would he question that? Like, even that, we can see that. They're but then he follows up with, the reason why he says that is, you can't say, you want to be with me, have kids with me, and then not kiss me. <laughs> Words hold no substance. Mm, yeah. But she said other levels. Physically, maybe not. But other levels, they are. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm grasping for straws. <laughs> really? <laughs> Kiss by decision day. This is a topic we've come up with. I think maybe, has it come up on the show or has it come up on Unfiltered? Um, but he says again, like, and I, I appreciate it once again. If you don't kiss me by decision day, we're getting divorced. <laughs> And um, she says it's not something she's worried about. We're not getting a divorce. And he says, no, I'm telling you, if you don't kiss me, we're not, we're getting a divorce. (laughs) And then somehow it goes around in a circle. But basically it means she's going to kiss him eventually. Which she's been saying. Our Merla doesn't mince words. She's made it clear. She's told you. So now relax. But she did say last time that she could go to decision day without kissing him. So I, I don't, I don't think relax. You know, I don't think he's wrong to keep on reiterating this. No, she said she could, but she's not going to. She didn't exactly say that, but she said I could go without decision day, but it's gonna happen. She kept saying eventually. She just didn't specify that it would be before decision day, but that's because she's a troll. <laughs> she just a mountain. It. She's a <laughs> she mountain, just, not a troll. She's a mountain, but she enjoys getting a rise out of them. Like when Dr. Viviana asked, I heard you haven't, have you kissed yet? I feel like she smirked and she's like, nope, not yet. She loves saying that. <laughs> I bet you this poor woman is asked five times a day. Have you kissed this man yet? Have you kissed this man yet? Have you kissed him? Have you kissed him? And she's tired of the question. <sighs> <laughs> so then they get the same fun little activity 
Of course, it would be fun for anybody, but it's not going to be fun with Mirla. (laughs) There's ready whip. There's questions or something. There's macarons. There's food. So the first thing is take a body shop, Mirla. We're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's a blindfold. Oh, I can't blindfold because of my lashes. (laughs) Gil says it's like pulling teeth. And then there's the question, how would you like me to initiate sex? That question is out the window. I said, this is a reading exercise because Mirla won't do shit. No, honestly, the um, initiate sex, I laugh so hard because Gil, usually he tries. He got the card and he's like, yep, this is out the window. <laughs> it was quite amusing, though. Finally, there there's something that they can that Mirla will do, which is they have to like cuddle and sink their breath. Look on her face is like, oh, but she does it. And she said it was very meaningful and intimate. And she feels more relaxed after the breathing exercise. And then they do this touch foreheads and ask questions. And they they're really nice. They're so, you know, Mirla and Gil are like a comedy show that's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, rom-com <laughs> there we go I mean you really could write a movie um, and he says what he needs is desire and what he's challenged by is her lack of intimacy and she says I hear you she feels like they're making strides um, and they ask do you feel closer she says she feels closer to giving her husband a peck Oh, sometimes these people kill a word for me I don't ever want to hear a peck again and she tells us to stay tuned. It will happen soon. I told you she's a troll. She's like, stay tuned. <laughs> I'm like, how are like grown people talking about kissing and calling it a peck? Gil does it. Merla does it. I'm just like, I never really want to hear a peck again. I feel like Merla is the one who started that because she doesn't want to be confused with like a proper kiss with tongue and all that. She's just talking about a mwah situation. <laughs> so that's a peck or whatever. But yeah, truly she was paired with the perfect person. I don't know how many people would put up with Merla. And I, I, I thought about this episode. Did Merla become more likable? Did we warm up to Merla in part because of Gil? Um, I couldn't begin to tell you. Yeah, I don't think I have the answer either. But I just <laughs> thought about it. Like, if she was paired with somebody else, she could have been made out to be, like, this awful p- person. Because Merla is still divisive. There's a lot of people who still think, like, she's just a bitch. I know. And I, it kind of bothers me a little. I, I don't think she's a bitch. I just think she is who she is. It's going to be a question of whether that's the person who can be matched with Gil but I, I feel like the internet haters are a bit much. They are. I just, For everybody, I feel, actually. <laughs> I feel like Merla is like, a, for those of you who watch Housewives, like a remote, well, that's a terrible Don't you? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I feel like Merla is someone who, by all accounts, I should find annoying. But I'm not. I'm not annoyed by her. I'm amused by her. So, you know, good on them for having a good week. One last thing. Um, when they were doing the, was it like the Eskimo kiss or the forehead with the nose thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there was a shadow on Gil's neck, which I thought was a tattoo. But upon further investigation, 
there wasn't like some skin thing going on. Did you notice that? (laughs) No, I did not notice. Oh, okay. I already get on him for his beard bump, so I wasn't trying to pile up on that. But I honestly thought it was a tattoo. I was just, I was intrigued by the fact, like, with Gil's personality, he had a tattoo on his neck. I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like Gil. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, it's not a tattoo. So, just you know, something side and little that I noticed. But yeah, good on them though. Yeah, so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back with Rachel and Jose, who are our entertaining couple of the evening. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so we start with Jose leaving for work and they're saying goodbye. And, and uh, the only thing I noticed from that interaction was love you too much, which no. Hey, I thought it was cute. I didn't. Um, <laughs> and that was before everything. I just didn't think it was cute. So they do their little quizzes. And he says, is there anything you've been embarrassed to tell me? And she says the infidelity. And she repeats the once a cheater, always a cheater thing. And that sucks. And Jose confirms he's good with it. And that she's grown. Well, he asked her, you've grown from it, right? And she confirms and we're all good. So they sit down with Dr. Viviana, who is overcome with emotion. She's welling up with tears of happiness from the reports she's getting from Rachel and Jose. Um, and then she says, let's talk about sex. I was kind of annoyed because, like, they do this whole extended awkward thing. These are just two people who probably don't want to talk about sex on camera. So why do all this? It was. It was so awkward. And she dove right in. She didn't even lube it up. Just went straight. It was weird. They they fumble through it. Experience our bodies in different ways. Is it massaging or is it kissing? Rachel's just blushing. <sighs> and Dr. Viviana says, it's the answer for you, intercourse. And then... Jose says, you know, it's a different area of our relationship, the cherry on top. Oh, I'm cringing again, you saying it. (laughs) So they move on to, like, trust or something. And Rachel says that he gave her his password on his phone. And she just believes what he says. Like, he says what he's going to do and who he is. And then he follows it up with action. And he says the same thing about her. They talk about the phone password again. Apparently he has it, but he doesn't use it or something like that. It was weird because he said, Dr. Viviana asked him, do you have her passcode? He said, I know of it. That was a weird way to say yes, if it is in fact yes. How do you you know? uh, To know of a password is to know that it exists. Do you know the actual password? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was just weird. (laughs) Dr. Viviana... (laughs) with her crystal ball, says they'll have challenges, but she thinks they'll be fine. (laughs) She wants them to continue to be honest, authentic, raw. This is a chance to solidify the marriage, and they just need to go full in with every exercise they give and every trial and tribulation they go through. So, dun-dun-dun. Then we get selfie cam and some intense music. And we have Jose telling us that tonight has not been a good night. They were in the clubhouse. And Rachel calls him by another man's name. So he's not content or happy. The way that I reacted to this as it was going, it it took a little while to get to the end of the episode to even understand, like, how stupid this was. No, I I think we already thought it was stupid. But then by the end, we just thought this is really stupid. 
last week, our thing was, well, did she say it during sex? Because if yeah. she didn't, then it's not a big deal. So we yeah. first get confirmation, okay, she did say it during sex. She said it in the clubhouse. <sighs> anyway. So he flips the fuck out. We get the Dateline cam. We've got Jose at the bar. <laughs> Producer Brittany, who I wrote down the spelling of Brittany because I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Um, And Rachel, they're both sitting on the bar stools and Jose's just losing his shit. Going on and on and lots of F words flying. You get an F word. This <sighs> is marriage. This is not boyfriend, girlfriend. And Rachel is give, taking no shit. She says, you say this is marriage and you're going to talk to your wife like this? Rachel says, nobody talks to me like this. You go, girl. And Rachel's, I mean, not Rachel. Then Jose says, fuck you, and tells her to get out. I'm like, this is the neutral apartment, the neutral ground apartment. You don't have the right to be kicking out anybody. Mm-hmm. You go to your house. Is this who I'm married to? Rachel is yelling too. Happy wife, happy life. And he tells her to get out again. So, do you have, do you have anything? Oh, no. I was, I, was gonna, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like even the get out, he was telling her to get the fuck out. Like, I just feel like it was so disrespectful. And unnecessary. <laughs> so, so unnecessary. I mean, but it gets worse. After he cusses her out, he manages to go further. So we pick up with them the next day. Jose is cooking food. Rachel is sitting once again at the bar. And Jose asks how her day was. And this bitch looks at And she looks at him like, da, 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 what? Uh, everything last night, the way you expressed that you were not happy the way you did it, was that okay? I don't know why she's proposing this as a question, but, I, you know, it's fine. You know, however you want to do it. And she said, there is no way. My mom and my dad raised me better than to have a man talk to me like that. I don't trust you at all. And he says, you called me by another man's name. And she's like, I apologize sincerely, but you locked me out. And that's where we're like, hold up, locked out. These people gave us timestamps, which I very much appreciate. You guys know how I feel about a timestamp. Because it's going to come up later. And it's going to come up on Unfiltered on our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) So she starts, we see the timestamp that she is banging on their door at 12.34. Banging, banging, banging. And we come back and she says she was there with Brittany, the producer, and she walked Brittany out and Jose went to bed and locked the door. And he starts saying, well, I didn't know where you were. That motherfucker is lying. He a goddamn lie. And then she tries to use logic with him. She's like, I didn't take anything with me. (laughs) And he says he went to bed and she came back and the door is dead bolted. So we see her another timestamp of like 104 or 108. So that means she was banging on their door for a half hour. So she goes to bang on Mirla's door. She goes to bang on Brett's door. She's banging on everybody's doors. And then she apparently had to call her friends to tell them that her husband locked her out. This dude still tries to play dumb. I secure my property before I go to bed. I didn't know where you were or what you were doing. You took off. And she's like, well, then ask. And his entire attitude, it was really disgusting. Disgusting, obnoxious, terrible. 
Terrible. Yeah. What happened to protector, sir? I, I there's just so many levels of. <laughs> First, there's your original complaint, which was nonsense. This is a completely disproportionate reaction. There was never anything for you to get upset about. Then you're gonna lock someone out of their home. Like, I that's just a fundamentally unsafe thing to do. It just truly t- shows your character. It's and now it's sh- the next morning. So let's say you did something bad last night. I don't care what she did. You, this would be your opportunity to be like, oh, I done fucked up. Yeah. And instead you're like not even taking this conversation seriously. Yeah. So they continue. She says he doesn't care and she doesn't know. And he rolls his fucking eyes. I need to stop cursing. I'm going to start sounding like Zach. And she doesn't think that he is remorseful or apologetic at all. And she says, I cannot be your wife. And this dude just smiles. And then we go to commercial and we come back and he's still smiling. He says, okay, makes sense. Good, makes sense. Okay. And she's like, I'm going to go back. And then he's like, I'll help you if you need any help. And he tells her where there are boxes. And then he starts eating his dinner. Producer Brittany comes out. I like produ- I'm glad we got a closer look at producer Brittany because I really liked her hair. Um, I mean, that's okay. That's a good observation. (laughs) I didn't notice it. Was it blonde? It was blonde and it was like, I think that they they were, I don't know what kind of twist they are, but then they were done up in like an updo type thing. It was really cool. Um, Jose says, are we done? And um, producer Brittany, this is where you can see the the producer's invisible hand. (laughs) She's like, you're not going to fight for your marriage? And this is also... When you start hearing all the people on Married at First Sight use the same phrases, this is where they come from. <laughs> yeah. Gonna um, fight for their marriage and stay in the struggle. Uh, maybe I was pre- premature with my decision. You made a decision, then roll. That's what Jose says. You made a decision, then roll. So we can hear Rachel talking to someone in the bedroom. I don't know if it's a different producer or producer Brittany. And she says she still has more questions. And she says in an interview that a pattern in her life is that she has regrets. And why didn't I say this? And why didn't I say that? And there was something that she was holding on to that she felt was necessary to share. So she comes back out and she's like, I want you to give me eye contact. Um, and then she kind of, this is where I kind of think Rachel went wrong. It wasn't wrong per se. It was just like. Wrong timing. Wrong timing. So she decides to bring up a very legitimate point, which is that she thought she was coming into a marriage to have a partner, but instead she's married to someone who wants to do, like, has a plan for everything and she's just supposed to slot into it. And so she goes over stuff that we've gone from previous episodes, bank accounts, moving into his house, car, and she calls him controlling and says that's her deal breaker. And I was like, Rachel, you made a liar out of me. Because we were like, oh, Jose's not controlling. Well, from the horse's (laughs) mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Jose is controlling. And she says, now I feel like you're not willing to compromise because I don't fit your perfect mold of what you wanted in a wife. Mm. Chronic problem this season. So chronic. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, I just didn't think this was the right time for that discussion. I think they should be focused on the locking me out of my own house. <laughs> the, I think in totality, just the disrespect. 
Like, just, yeah. Jose says, where is this before? Why have you kept this a secret the whole time? Legitimate question. And Rachel says she should have told him and she could have handled it better. And then she makes the point that she can admit when she's wrong and you can't. And he hasn't taken any accountability because if you have, please tell me because it is lost on me. And then they have a ridiculous discussion where Jose really reveals how fucking immature he is. I said I was going to stop cursing. (laughs) He basically says, I know that I need to apologize and say it was wrong, but that's what you want to hear. So I don't want to say it. And I bring myself back to the point. You locked her out of the house. (laughs) What are you talking about? At the very least, apologize for doing that. At the very least. I didn't know where you were. I secure my property. Shut up. Not even your property, dude. So they end kind of awkwardly. So that was it for Jose and Rachel. Okay. Yeah, that was uh that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot that happened. Before um I transition into the guys meetup, um, why is Lifetime doing promos for Christmas movies already? There are a whole br- like I'll say this. I love Christmas. I'm obsessed with Christmas. I start my Christmas music early. So I have to, even though the Christmas movies aren't my thing, there are other people like me who do the Christmas movies. And honestly, for them, September is the perfect time to start watching Christmas movies. My God, I don't like Christmas music. I don't like them. It fills me with dread. I saw it and my heart sank because I'm like, really? December is already here? Does this mean two years have passed by in a blur? Sure Uh, does. Start Christmas shopping. You got it done early. Okay, go away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the guys meet up. Um, the guys meet up at a honestly, I thought it was a top golf type situation, but they the obnoxious dudes came with their set of golf clubs and stuff. So I guess it was an actual golf thing, but not a golf. I don't know what it was, but they were playing golf. Um, turns out they had this whole montage. Ryan is pretty good at it. The rest of them sucked. And then, uh, excuse me, Gil just announces from nowhere that he got his first kiss. And I gotta say, I was disappointed. I felt so gypped. It was so anticlimactic. Like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> because I knew I- that their first kiss would never be on camera. I mean, yeah, but I feel like maybe the, yeah, that's true. I don't even know what I expected. It was just. He said it so casually and I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, wait, what? I can't unknow the moment before I knew they had their first kiss and now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, they all cheers and give a toast and ask him how it was. And he says, oh, it was very surprising that I thought she was coming for a hug. And then she kissed me on the lips. And then we get the, I call it the security cam footage. And, you know, he was in uniform also, so maybe that played a part. They were in the kitchen by the island. And I'm guessing he's either he came back from work or was going to work. And she just leaned in. And it was just cute that their height difference is, like, very cute. So she just leaned in and gave him a, wait, is it a peck, eight? <laughs> <laughs> so Gil is like, I asked her if it was a mistake. And then she did it again. And I'm like, Aww. all right, Gil, that was cute. All right. Jose tells them that the last few days have been crazy and how Rachel has asked for a divorce and he skipped everything else that he did before she asked for a divorce. He tells them how, oh, she called me by another man's name. 
And I think the men not reacting or maybe the more he spoke and hearing himself made him say, oh, you know, maybe I overreacted. And this man says, apparently I locked her out. (laughs) Gil wastes no time. Gil immediately calls him out like, you don't do that when your wife was out. And he was like, did you hit her up? And then Jose is like, no, I didn't, but it wasn't intentional. And then they do a montage of (laughs) professionals of the guys. (laughs) The producers earned their paycheck this episode. I'm going to give them that. (laughs) So Gil says he, air quotes, accidentally locked the deadbolt. Johnny is like, Definitely thinks like that's something I wouldn't do. Like, yeah, there's holes in this story. Zach was like, you know, maybe he was frustrated, but I think he did it out of spite. And Ryan said, deadpan. I have never accidentally lost a dead. <laughs> it's not the this. <laughs> to me, the show can be very, very funny, but there are certain moments where, like, I have to pause and laugh my ass off, and that is what happened when they did this montage of these guys being like, this dude locked her out intentionally. I don't know why he's telling this nonsense to us. A whole ass deadbolt. It wasn't just the keys or anything. It was the deadbolt. <laughs> so Gil is like, how do you go from being happy and go lucky to, go? Oh, I want a divorce? Pretty sure that we're missing details. Ding, ding, ding. You guys, Zach- I want to, I want so if anybody has spent too much time on Reddit, there's like an article that floats around Reddit and it's called Missing, Missing, Missing. And it's specifically about child parent estrangement. But the article is very revelatory and everybody should find it, by the way, because, and this will happen to you many times in life. Someone will tell you a story that just does not add up. Nope. There's all these missing, missing, missing things. And the story they tell you somehow makes them not look bad. But you're like, wait, what facts are missing from this story? And Gil was on it. He was on it. He's like, hold on a second. There are some missing, missing, missings here. (laughs) So Zach is saying that, you know, all she had done was call you someone else's name. And then what happened? And Jose is like, you know, I don't want to say I don't know where it came from, but, you know, I don't understand it. And then Jose is telling them that he doesn't trust her because she soon after she left. And if you remember, when we were on our honeymoon, she said she had cheated before. Johnny asked him, um, what has she done to make you think that she's sleeping around? Because that was the reaction he was giving them at this point. You would just assume that she went out and went to sleep with someone and came back. And again, Jose is like, I mean, I will say sleeping around. But again, if you call me by a name and then you disappear and then, you know, I don't know what you expect me to think. Gil asks, okay, is this the first time that she's called you somebody else's name? And he says, yes, Ryan has had enough of this bullshit. And he's just like, listen, I just have to say it because it's going to come out anyways. I don't know if he meant on camera the producers but he's like Jose she called you Johnny I'm like oh my god this whole time it was Johnny I mean bravo to the producers for keeping it to the end of the episode I had no idea I don't know if you did or if you saw any spoilers but I had no idea when Ryan did that I thought he was joking 
it took me a little bit to be like, she really said Johnny? This is why this man is freaking out? <laughs> I'm like, OMG, this whole time it was Johnny. In fact, this makes Jose an even bigger fool than he already made himself look. And then the fact that everyone just starts laughing, you can tell they were all holding it in this entire time. And then they're all like, uh, you know, I'm not sure how you take that to mean anything more. I mean, it's, we're all in the clubhouse and they said it. And again, for Brian to say that, it just gives context that these people talk. So half the time when they're talking about something, they're probably just playing along because it's stuff they already know. Because the way they were acting, you wouldn't even know that they knew this whole thing happened. So that's <laughs> we get to the details of why Ryan knew that it was Johnny. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> this so. this might take like I can't think of an argument that well, you know, maths is a lot, so I shouldn't say this. I can't think of anything so stupid. I I cannot recall something so stupid. Listen, like I said, they cast a lot of insecure men and Jose does suffer from Napoleon complex. I know you said I shouldn't say that, but I stand by it. Like his is large. So whatever. <laughs> but Gil says, you know, they're both J names. She's familiar. And then Ryan was like, I don't feel for him because he caused it. He needs to change his thinking because he can still come out of it. And then he tells them that, you know, he still texted her that morning and told her that he knows she doesn't want to hear it, but he misses and loves her. And that's how we ended for the guys. Oh, so then we go to the girls. I feel like their activity was much better. I think <laughs> I would quite enjoy it. Do you think you would enjoy it? Um, I think so. I don't know. I've seen it so many times on reality shows. And I'm just like, uh. That's how you can tell you and I watch different reality shows. I've never seen anything like this. Are you serious? <laughs> Everybody has gone to a rage room. I'm just like over it now. <laughs> axe throwing. Yeah, I've seen some axe throwing. But no, I haven't seen too many rage rooms that mm -hmm. I recall. So Michaela's not here. Because... <laughs> Even though she's I didn't the one like who needs that. it. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, they said she was sick, and honestly, I was like, this is suspect, but okay. Oh, sorry. Do you think, in reference to the Reddit that we saw, do you think this is the event? No. After? No, no, I mean after. Like, maybe the blow-up happened just before this, and she didn't want to... Yes, yes, I could see that. Them. Yeah. Um, but the Reddit event made it seem like the way it was written or the way she said Zach described it, it happened either right after the he left and took the dog or even before he left and took the dog. Oh, okay. Okay. So Rachel says she has a lot to think about. She says, here's to getting locked out. <laughs> Bao is a silent, deadly, sledgehammer-wielding maniac. And Marilla doesn't do this shit. Um, the group tells, I mean, Marilla tells the group that she and Gil kissed. Everybody is so happy. They group hug because Marilla kissed Gil. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel tells the girl she doesn't feel cared for. She says legally they're married, but they're not married. And when she confronted him, um, he didn't care and he walked out. And she said it felt like talking to a child or a, child or a wall. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Um, and she said she was not hearing what she needed to hear. And Brett says, take husband and wife out of it. That's just human decency. 
Yes. Yes. And Rachel said that there was a lot of deflecting and pinning it back on her. Bao says that his ego is super vulnerable and sensitive. Um, and Bao says it was retaliation and she agrees it's vindictive. Uh, Rachel tells us that she doesn't love him anymore. She said, could I regain trust and love again the same person? She doesn't know. So, yeah. I mean, that was the episode of... Do you think Rachel and Jose can come back from this? Now they're in Say Yes on D-Day territory, but never last for a long time. Yeah. Unless Jose has, like, a huge overhaul. Uh, I just cannot fathom a grown person. Here's the thing. I think I can... I don't understand it at all. But let's just say you did lock someone out because you were mad at them. Once you slept on it, had a little time to think on it, you should be apologetic. Yeah, I think that's what's worse. You want to be right more than you want to be like a better human being. And at the end of the day, she didn't do anything. Like, that reaction is actually scary. (laughs) That is just not a thing worth getting that upset about. Yeah, that's true. All right, safe to say it's a fundamental character flaw. So, Aid, who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet goes to Gil and Merla. They were so cute. And I loved her sitting on the couch being like, yep, we're saying yes on decision day. I insist upon it. And Gil calling out Jose. Extra bonus points. No hesitation. He's just like, wait, that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So who had yours? My bouquet also goes to Merla and Gil um, for Gil's patience, calling out Jose, and for Merla for being so clear about who she is. Like, that is really an admirable quality. I appreciate that about her. Being unfazed about not kissing um, Gil, kissing him on her own time. So, who has your burnt ashes? I mean, who else can get them besides Jose? And Jose by himself. Facts, facts. Who has yours? Uh, who else can get it besides Jose and Jose by himself? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the preview for next week is quite a bit. I think they did like an extended preview and and they did a mid-season preview too so we could actually distinguish. And yeah, next week looks like a doozy. But unfortunately, you guys, we won't be here. <laughs> hey. Ease in. Don't be a Ryan and just feel like <laughs> I'm looking for that spark. <laughs> but yes, guys, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to record next week, but we will put out the Love is Blind episode that we had on our Patreon. We'll put it out for everyone to listen to. Especially for Wise and Wine podcast. <laughs> Because she, Jen told us that she was looking forward to Love is Blind and was disappointed when we uncanceled last time. But we are not uncanceling this time. Next week, you guys will get Love is Blind. We promise. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Come tell us what you thought of Jose locking her out and Gil and Marla finally kissing. And what should Brett do? That's a question I always have. We love hearing from you guys on our socials. 
We are available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. And we will see you next time that we record. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.